Today's message, Reclaiming Lost Things, as preached by Bishop Jonathan Alvarado, is based on the scripture of Luke 15, verses 8 through 10, which reads, Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me! For I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And now, today's message. We did not know how to find our way home or find our way into purpose or find our way into destiny. And I don't want to blow your cover and I know you've got your neighbor fooled into thinking that you've always had it together. But there are about 12 of us in here that have been lost before. And I'm not just talking about lost in the world. I'm talking about being lost in the house. Because it's one thing for us to read parable number one and talk about a lost sheep who strayed from the fold. Or parable number two about a lost son who, who strayed from the house. But there's something else about this middle parable. Because the text in the middle parable that Minister Yancey read to us today says that this woman lost a coin, but she lost the coin in the house. Which means that it is possible to be in the house and still be lost. So let's talk about the text today. Since this is the year whereby we will pursue and overtake and recover all, let's talk about lost things today. When we think about this particular passage, the text uh, indicates that there was a woman that had ten coins. And with these ten coins, she lost one of them. See, this was not just fashion. This was not just jewelry. This was not just adornment externally. But this particular set of coins was the dowry that was given to her by her betrothed that indicated that she was entering into a covenant with another man, with a man or with with another person. I think it's important that we recognize that because what she lost was the sign of her covenant. What she lost was the thing that let everybody know that she was in relationship with somebody. And when we start talking about lost things, we have to start asking ourselves, have we lost the thing that gives everybody the external sign that we're in covenant with God? I just, you know, I think that we have so many undercover Christians nowadays that that if if you were to stand before a court of law and, and have to be prosecuted for being a Christian, I just wonder if we'd have enough forensic evidence to be able to plead that case. Because sometimes the things that are lost are the very evidence of our covenantal relationship. Now stay with me on this because part of the challenge in the contemporary society that you and I face today is a challenge of authenticity of identity. That everybody is claiming to be spiritual. Everybody is claiming to be Christian. Everybody, heck our president is claiming to be a Christian. Now if he's a Christian, everybody is. Let's just cancel church. Everybody go home. Stop by the bar on the way home. Have your cigarette. Drink your liquor. Some liquor. Go to the whole house on the way home before you get home. Go to the crack house. Do whatever you want to do. Because if he's a Christian, everybody is. Somebody stand at the door. Just be grabbing folk on the way in and out of the church. Don't pay your bills because that's what he does. Lie. Oh, just lie all day, every day. Three, four times a day. I need you to fix that. When I start talking about the president, I need it to be clear on the recording. I think, it's imp- I think it's important that Christian identity is under assault. 
my precious white evangelical brethren are trying to redefine Christianity of what a Christian is based upon what a political affiliation is. And don't you fall in that trap of stupidity. It's not ignorance. It's stupidity. Don't fall into that trap. Don't hang your hat on two things. Don't hang your hat on uh, the, the litmus test for Christianity for, 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 for evangelicals, so-called uh, so evangelicals. This, this litmus test of gay marriage and abortion. Both of them are legal in this country. And if you think that opposing those two things makes you Christian, I want to know what you do after that baby is not aborted, if you leave them locked up in a cage on the south side of the border and you call yourself a Christian because you let that baby be born, you're not pro-life, you're just pro-birth. <laughs> Newsflash, this 21st century, this gay folk in the 21st century. They were created in the image of God. And it's our responsibility to love people and not stand at the door and try to say who's in, who's out, who's right, who's wrong, who's saved, who's unsaved, who's going to burn in hell, who's going to go to heaven. The devil is a liar. I just happen to believe if you preach this gospel, whatever sin you're caught up in will be cleansed by the blood of Jesus and wash us clean of all of our sin. Y'all not saying nothing to me now. Don't fall into that trap of stupidity. It's a stupid and losing argument to be able to just hang all of your Christian claim on two little nails. It's an important consideration because Christian identity is under assault. And so we, when we start thinking about lost things and we start thinking about this drachma, this, this, this ten coins, that the, these, the, I'm sorry, they were Greek drachmas. They were, that's the name of the coin, that they were arrayed in a particular fashion that let everyone know when they saw this uh, around her neck that she was betrothed, that she was in covenant. The question is, for, for, you, for us today, is when people look at us, do they see the sign of our covenant with Christ? If Jesus said that, that, that the sign is that we love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves, if that's the sign of the covenant, the question is, has that been lost? Has it been lost in the house? Have we shouted so much we've lost a coin? Have we become so inbred that our coins have been falling off and we have ceased to, 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 to recognize that we are no longer bearing the sign of the covenant? This woman was in the house and lost her coin. And she knew that this was a, a sign to her beloved, a sign to her betrothed, that she was his and he was hers and that they were in covenantal relationship with each other. And I'm wondering in the contemporary society, I'm wondering in the contemporary church, I'm wondering if at Grace Church International we have lost the sign of our covenant. Some of us wonder why we do the things that we do in the house of the Lord. Why we come and pray for a week straight for 20 hours. Why we come, why we give our resources, hard-earned money out in the streets. Why we come in the house and sing and lift our voices. Why a worship leader standing up there telling you to lift your hands and stand up and sing out loud, do this stuff. Why do we do these? I'm going to tell you why. Because it's a sign of the covenant. 
Why, why do, does, do, do, do you do in relationship some of the things that you do? There are things that, that, that we do. Listen, Pastor Tony was out of town on, on this, this weekend. She was ministry in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And, uh, and she got back last night. Flight had to go through Detroit. Flights delayed. And, and, and so unlike the Uber driver, I'm her husband. I'm not the Uber driver. In the, if, you, if it was an Uber driver picking her up from the airport, they give her five minutes for the time that she was supposed to be there. And after five minutes... They were going to leave and going to charge her for the ride. Y'all not saying nothing to me now, but that's because they don't have a covenant with her. See, the guy that she has covenant sits in the cell phone lot for three hours waiting on a delayed flight. You know why? Because covenant demands certain things. And anybody would have looked at me driving away, talking about she ain't here when she's supposed to be here, would have looked at me and said, there must not be no covenant relationship there. Because the sign of that covenant would have been lost. The question that I'm raising with us today is, is the sign of our covenant lost? Have we lost the things that distinguish us as Christians? Have we lost the things that let people looking upon us know, hey, they belong to somebody? The text says that she lost the sign of her covenant. I'm wondering then, if we've lost some other things in the house. I'm wondering if we've lost honor in the house. Several months ago, maybe a year ago or so, I preached a whole message, a couple of messages on honor and, and understanding what honor looks like. You can only receive from that which you honor. You can only multiply that which you have honored and you can only be blessed by the thing or the one that you honor. Honor is the missing ingredient in the body of Christ today, particularly in our society, that we live in an honorless society. People, are, people don't know how to honor. They are waiting to be impressed. So everybody that impresses them uh, is, is, is the ones to whom they give deference and, 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 and the, kind of, the kind of honor and adulation and, 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 the, and the, kind of, the kind of affinity toward. It, it, it's it's a, 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 a society of, of impressing. Um, this, I know I got that right because this is why we live so ardently to have a presence in social media that may or may not even reflect the reality of who we are. Because we live our lives on stage trying to impress people. You do realize that the suicide rates are rising amongst young people in our nation. And listen, amongst ethnic groups that historically have not been engaged in suicide. From 10 to 17, the, the, the rates are rising. They went up from 2017 to 2019 by about 4%, like from, from, from uh, 9% to like, uh, like 13% suicide attempts and suicide rates going up. That's high, y'all. That's a lot of suicide by children. Listen, and part of the reason is because when they put stuff out on social media, if they don't get enough likes, they become depressed. Because they live their life on a stage, seeking public affirmation, not understanding honor. Listen to me very carefully. Honor is lost in the house when the people of God don't hear the voice of God through the vessels of God to be able to respond accordingly. Everybody say honor. When God calls a solemn assembly, listen to me, 
I'm looking around this congregation. I saw many of you. We had season of prayer here whereby we came in for 20 hours. And I'm going to say it, and before I take it back, I'm going to add more to it. If you had went an entire, the first full week of the new year and couldn't find it in your heart or schedule to be able to come to one hour of 20 hours of prayer, we had prayer by morning, we had prayer by night, and some of the saints came in the house, of, did not come into the house of the Lord that first week uh, of full week of the new year, but they going to want God to bless them. Let me tell you, you cannot be blessed by that which you will not honor. And let me just suggest to you today, uh, 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 I don't believe you when you tell me that you didn't have one hour during that whole week. I said it. I don't believe you. No, I don't. Because you, you take off work for your birthday. You could have taken off a half a day, a third of a day, an extended lunch, do some, get up early. We did prayer in the morning. And there are some people that never want not one hour of prayer. You know why? Because we don't honor that. We don't honor the, the mandate of Christ that this should be a house of prayer for all nations. And could it be that honor is lost in the house? Could it be, y'all, that, that, that when the praise and the worship is going forth, that worship is lost in the house because there are members of the household of faith who have not fallen so deeply in love with Jesus or reflected fully enough on all that he's done for us that we don't find it within ourselves to be able to worship him. Could it be that praise and worship is lost right here in the house? When's the last time you fell out and had a real fit for the Lord? When, uh, no, see, see, uh, some of y'all looking at me now. Look, when's the last time? That's just not the way, that's just not my personality. That's just, that's just not the way I do it. You know, I, it's, uh, my praise is on the inside where it really can. No, the devil is a lie. Because at your favorite sports team, you yell and holler and cuss folk and get mad at the referees and say, y'all not saying nothing to me now. You, you are uber expressive on stuff like that you're all expressive on social media you put out all kinds of stuff but ne'er one time do you say I, I see bless the Lord on my soul and all that's within me bless his holy name y'all not saying nothing to me now don't be mad at me listen if you think I'm scared because you sit here the devil is a lie I'm just asking the question whether or not praise is lost in the house what does it cost you to wave your hand every now and then did you not know that lifting your hand is a sign? It's a sign of accountability. It's a sign of victory. It's a sign that says that the, 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 the children of Israel, when they came out of, uh, of Egypt, your Bible says that they came out, in one of the translations it says they came out elevated, but another translation says they came out with a high hand. Meaning that it was a sign that they had gained victory over their most, uh, most uh, difficult enemy, the, uh, the, the Egyptians and the Red Sea. I think it's an important consideration that when we come into the house of the Lord, that we don't lose, that we don't lose, that we don't lose praise and worship. Let me tell you something. If Grace Church International it becomes a dead church, I'm going to quit and start another one. 
and about 15 people are going to quit and start with me. Y'all not saying to me, I'm supremely confident in that. I will quit and start another one. I'm never going to pastor a dead church. I'm never going to be a member of a dead church. I'm not going to have dead friends. I'm not going to have nobody I always got to be propping up. I'm not going to have nobody in my life I always got to be rubbing them on the back and telling them everything's going to be all right. Every now and then, you need some encouragement. I'm your guy. Every now and then, you need somebody to tell you you're going to make it. I'm your guy. But if I got to do that every week and put a worship leader up here, every week and put somebody in Y'all not saying nothing to me now. We got we trying everything now. Juggling acts, ponies, dogs, and, 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 and balancing act, dancing bears, put the worship leader in a G-string. We just trying to make everything happen in here to get y'all to get worship to God that you say you love. Maybe praise and worship is lost in that. You know, you gotta say some stuff. Cause so, some of them at this time of the morning, they don't even they don't even listen. They not even listening. And some of y'all didn't hear nothing until I said that one thing. Shut up. I ain't thinking about none of that. Hold on. What was, what was I talking about before y'all interrupted me? I was doing pretty good, too. I thought so, Dick Martin. I was, I was, on. I know. You got stuck. You've been listening. Half of them ain't been listening until they said, what did, what did he just say? What service is that going to be? Got your calendar out, start marking it. I'm talking about lost things, y'all. Stay with me. Could it be that the sign of the covenant is lost? What is the sign of the covenant? Our worship to our God. Our prayer life. Could it be, could it be, y'all, that we have been, we have lost a lost thing in the house of God? Could it be that we are no longer hungry for the word of God? Could it be that we have lost our appetite? I'm, I'm, I'm still amazed. I was, I, was, I was blown away by the number of people and what I see God restoring to the church, which is why I'm pushing in this, in this message and pushing in this season for us to identify the things that I believe the Lord wants to reclaim in the midst of us. Because I was very encouraged, though there were some that did not involve themselves at, at any point in the life of prayer of the church, I was still very encouraged by the numbers of people that participated in prayer over the course of our week of prayer. And it gave me, a, uh, gave me hope and encouragement to know that there are some people that are reclaiming stuff that has been lost moving in the right direction but the question I want to raise is just for our consideration have we lost our appetite for the word of God are we no longer hungry for God's word in our lives are we no longer hungry to hear to read to imbibe to embrace God's word in our lives for it is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. It is more necessary than our food. It is the thing that sustains us. It's the word of God. Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And I want to know if that's a lost thing, if the appetite for the word of God is a lost thing in the house of God today. Have we, as a people of God, lost our appetite? For the word. The sign of the covenant, our worship, our prayer, our appetite for the word of God. Finally, here's the last thing. Lost things, and I'm going to give you the remedy in the last four minutes. I'm wondering if we've lost our burden for souls. 
have we lost a burden for souls? I just want to ask this question, y'all. When's the last time you focused your prayer and your engagement, interaction on somebody lost with the intent to win them to the kingdom of God? When's the last time you sacrificed yourself? Everybody, listen, we live in the, in the era of I'm doing me. Do you, boo. Everybody is so interested in doing themselves that people are dying and going to hell all around us while you're doing you. When's the last time you inconvenienced yourself to be influential in somebody's life to draw them closer to Jesus? I need to say this in our church. I need to say this in all three services. When's the last time you brought somebody to church with you? I need to say this in all of our services because let me tell y'all something. Even though our church is growing slowly and steadily, even though people are joining the church every month, even though we have baptisms, every time we fill up the pool, we have baptisms. And that's, listen, as trite as that may sound, you do realize there are churches that haven't baptized a new convert in years. Now, I'm not comparing us to them to say, yay, we're doing great. Because if, if you compare yourself to the bottom of the barrel, then you, you always look good. But I'm asking the serious question, when's the last time you intentionally said, hey, come go to church with me. Let's, let's, let's hang out together. Don't invite them to church. Invite them to brunch. This is the early service. I'm going to pick you up at 7. We're going to stop by my church for an hour and a half of worship, and then I'm going to pay for your brunch. Everybody say lost things. The sign of the covenant, praise and worship, praying. Appetite for the word. People, souls, burden for the lost. Here I'm closing now. Here's what the woman did. Your Bible says, when she realized she lost it, when she discovered that the coin was lost, the Bible says she did three things. First thing she did was light a lamp. When you read the text, in verse number eight says, what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one, not nine, not seven, not six and a half of them, she's, if she just loses one coin, the first thing she does is put a light on it. Turn on the light. Let's see clearly what's really happening here. Look at me. One of the reasons that, that, that I'm pretty transparent from this book board about what goes on in the life of the church, I do so to the degree that I can because I know that there are always some immature and or malevolent people. Sometimes people do stuff because of immaturity. Sometimes people do stuff because of malevolence. So to the degree that I can, I'm transparent from this book board because it's important for me that each of us see clearly what actually is. Somebody said, light a lamp. When she discovered that one coin was lost, not half of them, not seven of them, not nine coins fell off into the drain somewhere. No, no, no. One coin, the Bible says, she lit a lamp. She illuminated the situation. She clarified it, her vision by turning on a lamp to be able to see. 
question is, do we really see what's going on around us? Everybody say, light a lamp. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. If we're going to find the lost things at Grace Church International, we're going to have to first light a lamp. Notice the thing, second thing the text says that she did. She did. She, she lit a lamp. Then she swept the house. Everybody say, sweep the house. The second remedy to lost things, light a lamp, sweep the house. Listen, I was raised by one of them old school mamas that, that you couldn't sweep unless you moved stuff. Don't vacuum the house. Don't try to clean up and you everything's still in the same. The chair is still halfway cocked out in the middle of the floor. The newspaper still in the middle of the couch. How in the world are you going to clean if you don't move nothing? And listen to me carefully. This is why we have to maintain a posture of flexibility and a posture of, of pliability in the hands of the Lord and in the hands of the leadership. You know why? Because every now and then when you've lost stuff, you got to move stuff around so you can sweep beginning of the year is a good time to sweep the house. Somebody say sweep the house. The beginning of the year is a time for us to move furniture and to lift up stuff and to clean garages. I'm amazed. We, used to, we had to have kids help, help us clean these garages. We try to give these kids little jobs. Come over and clean the garage for me. And they want to clean, but the bicycles, they haven't moved the bicycles out the garage into the drive. You can't sweep under them pedals and you can't sweep under them, under them tires if you don't move the bicycle. And what I've come to discover is that oftentimes when you move stuff to sweep, then when you put it back, you might you start saying stuff like, no, that will be better if I put that over here. I know it's been over here for six months, but I'm going to move it over here. Now that I'm looking at it clean, I'm going to move stuff around. See, in the house of God, it's the same thing. When we discover there are lost things, sometimes we have to sweep the house, which means when we put it back together, it, it may not look the exact way it looked before we went to sweep it. Our church has gone through a major spring cleaning starting in July of last year. We reorganized our church, changed some leadership structure around, particularly as it pertains to the Clayton Church. But the reality of the matter is when we put it back together, it doesn't look like it used to look before we went to sweep it. But the reality is, is that there's, there's, there's no dust where there was dust before. There's no dirt where it had been piling up before. Why? Because we swept the house. Everybody say sweep the house. Finally, the text says that she, like little lamb, she swept the house and she searched diligently until she found it. She did not get weary. She didn't preach one message on it. She preached a series of messages on it because she was searching diligently. She didn't just make one installment and think that the people were going to hear one message, the people that came that week, and change overnight. She kept on diligently searching till she found it. She said, the light's off. The house has been swept. There's no encumbrance, no clutter, no, no dirt hiding it. Now I can spend my time searching the house and the Bible says she searched diligently precious dears I want you to understand something when we preach this gospel to you when we share in, in leadership meeting when we get into these uh, times of, 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 of uh, our, our various uh, entities our various auxiliaries our various organizations within the life of the church and we, we're working on various dimensions of the corporate life that we share as a community of faith at Grace Church International we're, we're lighting a lamp 
We're sweeping the house. We're searching diligently to find the lost thing. Because if you read down to the end of the pericope that we read today, you'll discover that when she found it, there was much rejoicing. As a matter of fact, the text says, when she found what was lost, then she became an evangelist and called all of her friends and said, come rejoice with me, for the thing that I lost is now found again. You see, precious dears, finding lost things always is a precursor to growth. When you find that which is lost, God adds rejoicing to your life. He adds people to your life. He adds growth to your life. As long as her house was dark, as long as her house was nasty, and as long as she wasn't looking for nothing, she wasn't expanding or growing. But the minute that she lit a lamp, the minute that she swept the house, the minute that she searched diligently and found the thing that was lost, friends and family started coming to the house to rejoice with her over the thing that was lost that was now restored. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'm looking for the day. I'm looking for the promise. I'm looking for the hope that people, when we discover some of the things that may have been lost at Grace Church International, in 2020, as we pursue them, as we overtake them, as we recover them, I believe that the promise of Scripture is that those things will be added back unto us. Listen to me. Because the angels in heaven, your Bible says, rejoice over one sinner that repents. One lost thing that is reconstituted brings in angelic rejoicing. And you and I can join in that rejoicing. Close your Bibles, stand on your feet with me, and let's pray today that we rediscover lost things. What have we lost? What have you and I lost in our own lives and spirituality? Have we lost the discipline of consistent worship? Have we lost a spirit of generosity? Have we lost a sanctified commitment to the ways of God? Have we lost Christian living, the thing that marks us as covenantal people of God? What have we lost as a church? Have we lost our prayer life, our thirst for the word, our appetite for the things of God, our predisposition to spiritual things. What have we lost? Today, we lit a lamp. Over these weeks and installments that we'll make, we're going to sweep the house. We're going to rearrange furniture. We're going to pick stuff up and sweep under it. We're going to call the kids into the room and say, hold up the end of the couch while I run the vacuum underneath here. We're going to find some stuff that has been lost and we're going to restore it. And when we do, you and I are going to see that the whole community is going to come in rejoicing over lost things. Now, Father, I thank you today that you are helping us to reclaim lost things. I pray in the strong name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will work through us, work so through us that everything that's been lost, every covenantal sign that has been lost can be restored back under this house, back under your people. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you burden us for the things that have been lost and that we would reclaim them 
for your glory, for your honor, that your name might be established in the midst of us. In the strong name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray it and believe it. While every head is still bowed, while every eye is still closed, while there's nobody looking but God and I, I want to give you the opportunity today. If you're lost, Thank you for listening to today's message. The Grace Church Podcast is made possible by the generous support of people like you. Please consider a donation or monthly contribution which would go towards our ongoing mission of reaching and equipping people through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Directions on how to do that are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless you in advance. For more information about what God is doing in the life of our church, visit our website at www.gracechurchintl.org. Likewise, download the GCI app, which is available for iPhone and Android devices. You can also find us on social media. Links to our YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are in the podcast description. Well, our time is up. We thank you for yours. So until next time, God bless.